Welcome back, everybody, to We Are TPM. You are here again with myself, Kyle Teixeira, sitting next to John Teixeira. This week, we are going to talk about the human side of investing in real estate. So, Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your if thing. You, if you want to hear about human side, talk to us. Give us a call. 817-818-9039. Shoot us an email at showmethemoney at wertpm.com. There's the human side of making a podcast right there. Yeah, mistakes, interruptions. Me, me interrupting you. Yeah, all of that. So in this episode, we will explore how investing in real estate is not just a financial decision, but is also a deeply personal one. Um, for many people, investing in real estate is a way to build wealth and secure their financial future. However, this decision to invest in real estate can also be driven by personal reasons, such as desires to get your own home, uh, a passion for renovating, restoring, um, you know, historic properties, some niche niche property. Um, there's a lot of different reasons people have, um, but one of the most human aspects of investing in real estate is emotions. You know, emotional attachment that can develop mm-hmm. between an investor and their property, uh, an investor and their money. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, real estate is unique that it is, it's actually a financial asset. You know, it's not just a stock ticker, um, but you can be seen, touched, lived in. Um, there's a sense of pride and ownership that is difficult to replicate in other types of investments. Um, re- replicate, act, you know, accurately, <laughs> I should say. Um, it has potential to impact your lives in not just financial ways. Um, you know, so we're gonna be talking about a lot of that. Um, that's a really good summary, Kyle. Well, yeah, and I was going to get into how there's not just residential, you know. If you invest in commercial, you could take pride in, you know, renovate, re- revitalizing an entire community. There's all kinds of different kinds of property you, you can renovate and do stuff with. In an huh? apartment, you know. <laughs> um, but despite all these challenges, many people find investing in real estate is very rewarding. And we're going to talk about that. Um, experience allows them to make positive impact in communities and their families and their wallet <laughs> uh, throughout that decision making process so um yeah you, we're going to talk about the personal motivations the goals um the emotions that guide you through a lot of these pieces of decision making process so uh let's get into it well i want to have some fun with you you want to have some fun no i'm here to go to sleep okay well then you snooze i'll have some fun by myself then <laughs> So, so in thinking about this, one of the reasons we wanted to do this, Kyle, is because because we sit here all every week and we talk about specific things. The last podcast we talked about cost segregation, right? It was kind of a mind blowing kind of <laughs> podcast, right? And so we talk about investments, we talk about the reasons to do them, and it's all about numbers, right? Sometimes, and I just want—I think you and I—we just wanted to take a step back and really remind people about the human reasons, the aspect, the human aspect, how, how this transforms lives, good or bad, right? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different steps. There's so many different phases of real estate investing people could be in. They could be an investor with a huge portfolio. Mm-hmm. They could be somebody who cost segregation, like we talked about last week, is relevant to them. There's obviously the people who haven't even started their investing journey that's cost segregation can it's maybe not it's not that it's irrelevant but it's maybe a a future goal or a future reason or something you can't do today um you know you also have you know we talked about the other reasons that's that's relevant but there's also people who are listening to this who are still trying to get inspired by their first rental by their first home um 
so the the unique part about this one is it is taking a step back but it also it it doesn't matter how far you are in your rest investing career a lot of these a lot of these apply pretty much all of this will still apply it's more of a more of an aspect yep. of how much confidence or ability you have to overcome these things over time. And some of these emotions, yeah, they get they get tampered a little bit by or tempered by the experience that you have, right? Or heightened or tempered by the experience that you have. So the more experience you have investing in real estate, the less ups and downs you have in, in these emotions. I think it, it you know, we'll get into it, but I think it can even get you overcompensated. I've seen people mm. who like they don't just get confidence in overcoming these emotions. They throw them out the door and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe in a negative way. Sometimes. Too much. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. So, and then, and then I'm sitting here thinking also a lot of times this has to do with, you know, we've talked about before, how should I invest? Well, sometimes that has to do with who you're investing with, right? So if you're in a marriage where it's going to actually cause more stress then the benefits of it, then maybe you shouldn't invest. You know what I mean? It, you, you know, if your partner's not at least willing, accepting, trusting, you know, and, and with you on it to some degree, then, then it's really hard to, to do. Some of these things become even more, more palatable. If I should find, say. find a way, right? Like, yep. You know, come to an agreement before you start. So <laughs> I wanted to start with something I pulled up here, and I thought this was was brilliantly written. And if it's okay if I read it, it's it's what's the biggest reason to invest in real estate? And I'm gonna go ahead and just read this real quick because I couldn't say it any better. And this is basically the almost the same vocabulary you and I use every single week. The big picture reason to invest in real estate is to build long term wealth and financial stability. Real estate is a tangible asset that can appreciate in value over time, providing investors with a potential source of passive income through rental income or capital gains from property appreciation. Yeah? Yeah, that's a very straight and to the point way to put it. Yep. Investing in real estate can also provide diversification to an investment portfolio, helping to mitigate risk and provide a hedge against inflation. We've talked a lot about that lately. Unlike stocks and bonds, real estate is not subject to the same level of volatility and can provide steady, consistent returns over the long term. Um, Real estate investing allows investors to take advantage of leverage or use the use of borrowed money, which is what they mean by leverage, to finance an investment. Leveraging other people's money, investors can increase their buying power and potentially generate higher returns than they would with a cash-only investment. And then there's the tax benefits, including deductions for mortgage interest, property taxes, and depreciation. So that's those those things, those four things right there are what we talk about often, right? And then we try to, in these podcasts, we try to dive into them deeper, which is the reason why we're here. Reason why we're going to get into the human side of this now for a minute, okay? Because we've done a whole bunch of that. But just as a reminder, that's the big picture reason. That's why people start thinking about it. So... I'm going to throw some words at you, Kyle. Okay. You ready? Play a little word game. In relation to investing in real estate, what comes to mind when you think of excitement? The emotion people have when talking to me or us every time (laughs) we talk about real estate. Um, What a great answer. I didn't expect that one. Everyone's excited to talk about it. That's a great answer. We won't talk about the lack of execution and all that that comes after it, but <laughs> that's what comes to mind in my head. 
So that, that's such a great answer. And also you have... the, in, the 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 emotions after people get their first home too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. There you go. I love it. I was looking for something more like that, maybe, but but I didn't know what you were gonna say. <laughs> you and said I, the I first that was... thing that came to mind. I, that's yeah, definitely no. the first one because I see it on everyone's face like almost every day and every time I talk. Yes, about and I love it. That's your perspective. So I'm out there with people more in the field than you are, and you're kind of listening and talking to people all the time. So your perspective is just a tad bit different than mine, right? Because I'm not actually. But I, I I get it. You and I are the same in, the, in that we talk to people all the time about that stuff. We get them excited about it, and they, you can feel their excitement, right? When they're when they're returning back to you, whatever whatever their questions or statements are. Um, but I also see the excitement, like you said, not just at the closing table is an obvious place to see their excitement, right? But we were I was just in Orange Beach with some new clients, right? buying their first vacation property and the excitement I saw from them the entire time we were there was, was really what brought this home to me, right? Like this is the reason why we do this. This changes lives and the excitement about buying your first vacation home, even if it is a rental or if it's just a second home, that's exciting, mm -hmm. right? Like I want to buy the perfect rental home. I want to have a killer beach view or or I want to have these amenities. And, and while you're thinking about those things, it's kind of like buying your first home when you're trying to when you're trying to decide what I really want in my first home. Like I've got this much money to spend and how many bedrooms do I want? Where do I want my laundry room to be? And what kind of neighborhood do I want to live in? And know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and, and there's so many steps of the excitement process too. That's also what comes to mind. Like they close, like, like when they're closing on a short term rental or something like you're talking about, there's so much excitement when they get it. And then oftentimes <laughs> there's this stress period until I, until I start sending them until, money. Right? Until, until money we, starts until coming Until we in. start operating it. And the next <laughs> time I see them after, you know, blow their proportion or their, their, our projections out of the water and they're like, just, there's more excitement. We, we talk about it again and it's just like, all it is is excitement. They're like, oh, I don't. I'm like, you're not texting me every day anymore. Really, you don't, you don't really say anything. Is it because I'm sending you fifteen thousand dollars? You're just getting month? the check every month, and uh, you've been awfully quiet. And you, That's see, funny. you look to have a smile on your face. So. That's funny. <laughs> How about? All right, throw another one at you, Kyle. This is more of a term: sense of purpose. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I talked about earlier how it's tangible, how it's physical. It's. Uh, it's oftentimes the first thing in this world that people own, you know, um, mm. and that, that there's a lot of other reasons it gives you purpose, but it's kind of like having a stamp on the world, you know, cause you, you own something, you own a piece yeah. of property, you own a piece of land. Um, it's not the same with a car. Oftentimes a lot of people don't actually get to the ownership part because until you pay it off, the bank's yeah. holding that title, yeah. right? So yeah. not that it's different with the house, but, you know, it's tangible. So, yeah. um, and your name's on it. So Yeah. Well, and it is different because it's an appreciating asset, but yes. we won't get into all that. We'll, let's keep it human. Yeah. So, so you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you nailed it. And your sense of purpose, sometimes sometimes people need something to do of all stages. Some I We've got investors in, in our portfolio that – the only reason why they invest is for because of this sense of purpose. They don't need to invest. They got plenty of money. They they need something to do. And and one of these is we'll get into actually the next one is is uh, the next reason people do it that I've got here is fun to do, right? As if as if it's a hobby. Well, and that's why to to tie both of those. That's why we one of our first podcasts was 
not just building wealth real estate, it was building your empire. You know, we didn't use the word portfolio because the empire makes it purposeful. It makes it powerful because that is what it feels like to the to the people doing it. You know, mm, it's fun. Good point. Um, you're actually building something. There's a step by step process that that builds this up. There's success and failures. Um, it is building a business. You know. And you know what? You never know where people are coming from and what their life experience is. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> some people are doing this because their past families didn't, right? And they have an understanding of what the reason why their family, maybe maybe their the past, their, maybe their past generations are all, you know, stuck in poverty for generations. And they're like, you know what? I know how to get this thing out of poverty and I'm never going to get back there again. And my kids, I'm going to show my kids how to do this. And right. Like, so sometimes there's a sense of purpose there. And that's, that's the, that's the historical sense of purpose, right? I mean, it's, it's the only generational wealth building thing in the world that has been consistent throughout history. You know, it, you know, knowledge, it doesn't matter the type of the well knowledge, but I'm talking about financial wealth and mm. um, generational wealth has always came in some form, no matter what the type of government was, no matter any of that, whether it's, uh, you know, king and queen or mm -hmm. you're, mm -hmm. you had land and, you know, property mm -hmm. is what gave you yep. wealth. So yep. you you are right. That's uh, you and, and, and all the economic <clears throat> formats that you can think of going back to time the majority of your wealth is based on how much property you own, mm -hmm. right? So how about the person that is goal-oriented? So the the emotion of goal fulfillment. Goal fulfillment, huh? You still ask me what comes to mind first? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, I'm going to steal one from Nike and say just do it. Just know? do it. <laughs> Actually set the goal and fill it and be specific, you know, goal mm. fulfillment. I think in real estate, people are commonly not specific enough, and that's why it doesn't get done. Um, what is your goal? Well, I want to own real estate. Well, you can do that in many forms. You can go on your phone right now and buy one one millionth of a property on some app. You know, you now own real estate. That's right. It's a very vague goal. Um, do you want to own the home you live in first? Yep. You know, that's usually the goal that's we good tell step people. One. And it's specific. Yep. That's you can only live one place. You know, you know. Yep. You, you bring up a great point, Kyle. I'm so glad you said that. that uh, my, I'm, I'm reminded by people that I listen to all the time how, how vague goals don't get accomplished, right? You have to not only be specific, but you have to give them a time frame so that you will subconsciously take action toward those things, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you won't. If I say I want to be wealthy before I die... Well, shoot, you might be wealthy, but what you didn't even define what wealthy is and means, um, and that, that's you're you're just throwing throwing it to the wind, right? That's just by all chance at that point. But if you say I want to make a million dollars by the end of 2023, now that is a specific goal with a time frame, mm -hmm. right? That I can wrap my brain around. You know what my coach always tells me: make them lofty goals like that one, right? Because if I don't hit it, 
and I only get seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars by the end of twenty twenty three. Well, I'm not hating that either, I'm, am I? I'm huge on that too because I'd argue most people these days are procrastinators. So the timeline is huge. So and being lofty because mm-hmm. if you set you set yourself a shorter timeline than than's really needed, maybe you'll get it done at the end of it. And you know, if you if you shoot for the stars and you land on the moon, there you, you know, go. That's, you did that's it. A saying I always use. Um, <laughs> Still, still a win. So. Yep, I love it. I love it. All right. So how about how about this one? Um, well, we talked a little bit about life experience already. How about this one? How about your sense of survival? Sometimes people, sometimes that emotion is involved in investing, right? Yeah, I mean, kind of goes along with life like experience. The name survival. I mean, it's kind of like the pride thing and sense of purpose. Where yeah, is is your name going to survive? Some people do it just to make sure they survive through their family, you know, mm-hmm. um, that the property survives, that they're, you know, I don't know, that one's more vague, but yeah, just a, it's more of a, just a sense, you mm-hmm. know, feeling like you're doing something that, that makes you more permanent. You're right. It ties into some of the stuff we talked about already. So <laughs> I made that difficult about you. Okay. So one more, one more positive one, then we're going to go a little bit negative. Okay. How about approval or acceptance by your family and friends? Do you think anybody ever ever I does think anything? People do it that way. Yeah, I mean, definitely do it for that reason. I think this is one of the worst reasons to do it, mm-hmm. um, because then, what I you know, it's a long term investment, and to do it successfully, building your empire, should take strategy. You know, we've talked about a lot of the things it takes. If you're doing it for selfish reasons, you may do things like, how do I explain this? Like go try to use this leverage this real estate to now buy flashy things mm-hmm. instead of buying your next home right. you know so right. i think it can be a huge negative in your in your process if you don't know why you're doing it and what the big picture is that we talked about the big picture reasons for doing this right if you don't keep those in mind then you're absolutely right you're going to do that and i think what i meant by the approval and acceptance was not necessarily that that would be the reason somebody did it but that that is a true emotion for all of us like so for instance let me let me um do you think that you had any emotion of having approval or acceptance from your family when you bought your first home? I mean, if you're being honest, unless you're going to disappoint me right now. I mean, yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm sure that was an emotion. Um, I'm not going to claim it was my primary emotion. No, but... that's not what I'm saying. But but these are all emotions that are involved in in the process of, of, of investing. Well, I mean, sure. I was the first of my three brothers to get one so yeah. you know that's one's older you one's younger sense so. of pride we didn't even have that on our list i wanted one before i was 21 and i got one before i was 21 so there was an. we're back to goal setting yeah i love I mean, it was, i love it that See? was the goal <laughs> i love it all right all right so so we're gonna do we're gonna do a podcast on the reasons why people don't take action and a lot of this right here is probably going to be in here so how about these disappointment mm-hmm. right in what you're looking for feedback, you're looking disappointment, for <laughs> disappointment as as an emotion that's involved in real estate investing. Yeah, I, I that that one's common because expectations are huge in real estate investing, and so often they're unrealistic. You know, um, I think setting this is kind of the opposite of what we said earlier. Is like so so mm-hmm. like short, uh, let me take short term rentals for example. We give very conservative estimates for short-term rentals. 
because they are a high risk, high reward situation. Mm -hmm. And if I'm quoting you the minimum and I hit the max, you know, Mm -hmm. your disappointment isn't going to be, if if you're disappointed, that's really on you because Mm -hmm. I didn't set a high expectation or a higher expectation than what you expected. And Mm -hmm. people commonly do that. They'll, they'll take somebody experience. To try to sell something. They'll, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going somewhere else. My my apologies. Oh, they'll overestimate to yeah, try yeah, to sell yeah. something. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say people commonly will make their own. So they'll take advice from experts and increase it, right? Mm-hmm. Like an expert tells you, all right, you buy this property at this amount. This is what you can expect to make mm-hmm. off it. And they're like, okay, cool. And then in their head, they're like, I expect to make double what he told have, me. Have you ever heard, and, of, have you ever heard of the, the psychological term about ranging? Do you know what that is? I probably do, but so this is what people do all the time, and and this is why people do what you just said, is they read something that says that your cap rate should be somewhere between seven and nine percent, and all they see is nine percent, and from that point on, it's nine percent, and you know what nine percent becomes? Well, you know what? When, later on, when they're having a conversation with you, what are you trying to accomplish and with your cap rate? Well, I'm really looking for nine to ten percent. Happens. All the time. Oh yeah. And they got they they increased their nine to nine to ten, and they got it from something they read that said seven to nine. Every it's it, the it's the psychological the brain is so predictable. It's insane. We all do it. All of us do it. I'll I'll do it to you later when we get back to the <laughs> office. Yeah, they expect the top of that range or the bottom of the range depending on what where in the range they want to fall. So. Um, we play with it's some of our employees of and their bonus structures. So maybe we we give you somewhere between this and this amount. What do you think we should give you? <laughs> well, that was obvious. I mean, so but disappointment's common because if it, I I think it's one of the biggest things the human sides of emotion be, or the human sides of investing because it happens for the wrong reasons a lot of times. People go into so much investing with the wrong expectations. You know, like disappointment in like your your home doubled in value but you made your your passive income got knocked down a little bit and there's there's disappointment in that um neglecting factors it's just like the i think a lot of disappointment we talk about comes from leaving factors out of an equation so you have like you wouldn't leave Hmm. if you were trying to calculate the volume of something, you know, you wouldn't leave out the width or the height or any of that stuff, right? right, right You'd right, just right. be wrong. Your calculation right. would just be right. wrong. Right. So to leave out... To ignore know, something because you love everything else so much. You like the height and length, but you hate the width. Yeah. Like, so I'm going to ignore the width. So you, you invested in rental, in residential long-term real estate. You invested in that for the appreciation and the cash flow, right? You right. don't invest for just one or the other. Right. You know, you may, but like that is the two performance That's indicators. What you should be investing it for. Yeah, I mean, those are the two things you either get or don't get, and to ignore one or the other, um, and then be disappointed about it is, you know, is just a bad equation. You know, hmm. like because I mean, pretty much anybody who invested five years ago has killed it on appreciation to now. Right. right. Like it will blow any cap rate out of the water. If you made zero cash flow, I guarantee your appreciation has been enough to cover right. any performance estimate that you would have had. Right. Um, and then when people do repairs on the year or something like, OK, well, now you have an appreciating asset that more than likely you're a tenant paid for over time the repair cost of to improve or repair. And 
sure you're net zero on the year, but how much has it gone up over the year? You know, and this is a 20, 25 year investment. So bump in the road over what you're trying to give to your kids is a whole different mindset of how you look at it. So, and, and so listening to you talk about that makes me realize that this it's, it's a short sighted. So we talk about that all the time. It's a very short sighted point of view, right? When you, when you, when you feel disappointment, it's because you're taking a short sighted view of whatever negative thing is happening right now. I have to change a water heater. Yeah. You have to change a water heater every 12 to 15 years. It's just part of the process. It's fine. Right, just because you had to do it today and you're disappointed, doesn't mean it's any less part of the process, and doesn't mean that you're not that you're failing or you're not succeeding with what you're doing. Right? Yeah, and I, I, there's so many ways. Look, your goals, your goals timelines need to match your expectations timelines. Like I, I remember, so my first hmm. rental property um, is actually been like, I was talking to. You know, we were talking about this. I was talking to my wife about this recently, and and it's it's a completely different mindset. Like how, it, as someone who's experienced in doing this for other people, my my property has been probably this has probably been one of the worst <laughs> years as far as the things that happened to it. I mean, repairs like all, stuff, the yeah. repairs have been insane. The uh, the AC needed a full replacement. It, the whole drain line back to the the water meter needed a the whole foundation work. The foundation work. The um, what else is that? Sprinklers. The, I think sprinkler system needed replaced. This is all within like four months, yeah, right? Yeah. And I did a whole renovation to a bathroom. And then it's like, I look at it as okay, that's an investment in not having these four months for a long time now. You know, all this stuff is you know, the drain lines are good. The AC is good. The yeah, you know, these are the yeah, and the home's things. forty years old. Yeah, so I mean, it's going to have to be done at some point. So. so, and if you take into account how much equity I had in it when I bought it, how much, it, how much I got this property because of how old it was and it needed all these things and what I've been able to do to it over time, um, you know, it's just there bumps in the road. It's that know? big picture, right? It's taking it back to that big picture. And it doesn't So I guess the, really the point of this conversation is, is it doesn't change these emotions that people go through. But what changes is when you have more of an understanding of that, then those emotions don't get so, don't get so high and so low. Well, and yeah. Right? And I look at it as like, so my, my wife said like, it's, it's, it's just not stopping at this place lately. And I'm like, <laughs> You know, part of me was trying to take the uh, the complete opposite direction emotionally of how other people would. And I'm like, well, if it doesn't stop, I'm going to have a brand new house in a year. <laughs> and from there, I'll be good for the next 20 and not have to do any of this stuff. I'm like, what's next? Water heater? All right, get a new water Let's heater. Let's go. Let's go. I'm All ready. the appliances are new. The AC is new. The drain <laughs> lines are new. Um, the bathroom's new. Okay, so now I've invested in a in a quite a few years of more than likely very little problems, very little expenses and high cash flows. Right. Yeah, and, but, but you also think of it as a business. So not everybody thinks of all this as in terms of a business. So you know that this is, you get a return on your investment, right? So, and, and you're just operating a business. This house, this one single house is a, is a standalone business. And these are the things that you need to do to, con- to make the business continue operating. You have to do that. And there is a return. There's a constant return from it. And even if you, even if you take a hit one month because you have to replace the AC unit, even if it's a big hit like that, 
you're still going to get the future returns, which will more than make up for well, it. Well, I'm glad you said it's like a business because a lot of people's disappointment comes from improper structuring, it, mm. just like a business would. So if you feel the hit of the, like I just said, all these repairs, right? You, it, what would a business would a business leave their business every month with zero dollars? Hmm. Would it, would any business do that? Would you take nope. out everything but zero? Leave your bank account at zero every single month? Not until not until December thirty first. <laughs> yeah. Okay, those are all different. <laughs> so would you? You know, you probably wouldn't. So if if you are doing that and something happens, big expense happens, it's coming from somewhere else. Well, if you structure it to have a property reserve and let that fill up. And then these repairs happen and it comes out of that property reserve and, you know, now it's not coming out of your family's money. You know, it's... And, and it doesn't... And, and we're going to get into another word that is very similar and... and and but it it tempers the disappointment we're talking about, right? So it leaves when, it over in the business. Right. It's there for that purpose. So you're, you're, you talked about your wife and your conversation with your wife. What I know about your wife is that she worries if, she, if these, if this was her home only and she didn't have you involved in it, she would worry like crazy about this home. She probably would have never done it. Right. And mm -hmm. she, she would, she would worry about it way more and she probably doesn't worry as much about it because she knows that you're taking care of it and she trusts you. Right. But if she if that weren't the case she would worry like crazy there'd be tons of disappointment every single time right and she would feel that disappointment if you were taking that $7,000 for the new AC unit out of your budget your and her budget instead of out of the property account like you like you described right if she was feeling the pain because it was coming out of her her personal well, yeah, I mean, it's easy to say you deal with this. I'm not good, good emotionally with these things. Um, and then like, oh, and then you see it. And, and then, she, and and then, then by the way, I need it. to pull money out of the savings to, yeah. to do this. And yeah. I'm not saying that's always going to be a perfect science, but, you know, try. If that's your if that's one of the issues in roadblocks, try to keep you it know separate. What? I, so. I, I love it. I'm really glad you brought it up because now we're bringing into some of our some of our our strategies you know we're bringing into the the human side of of investing oh, in real estate all, these are all strategies against your own emotions you know that's how you do a lot of life you know what do you what do you do to combat your own your own farces or you know? <laughs> farces yeah uh, your is, own is uh what, what's the word i'm looking for your own uh, i don't know i'm really i'm i'm still stuck on farces that's good that's <laughs> it's a word is it a word probably not the right word oh, okay. um Steve, we might need I some help. I thought you I made that up. That was I don't I don't know. I'm 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 not I, I'm not smart enough to know what that word is. Well, that's but, a farce. But I do know. Oh yes, I do know that word. Okay. <laughs> so hey, it's the same word. I got it. Now you see, you used it in the right context there yeah, for me. It helped me. So, I was going to say fallacies or something. But, you know, <laughs> still going to be in the same realm of not really right. So, <laughs> so if we have too much disappointment, it creates discouragement, doesn't it? Correct. Which is kind of my next word and. And kind of, I I, I, I want to see if you go with me on this. So what we talk about a lot when we talk about on our podcast about property management, we tell people, 
Get a great property manager, right? Get a great real estate agent to help you. Don't try to do this yourself. Even if you, I mean, I realize everybody out there can do it. There's no reason anybody can't do it, but they shouldn't, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody should be doing this alone. And, and this discouragement to me is what I, that's what I think about when, when I think about, when I talk to people that, that, that about our property management services, a lot of times they're just discouraged, right? They've either had a bad property manager or they've had a bunch of experience doing it themselves and they're just discouraged, sometimes ready to stop and quit. I've heard people say to me, I'm super glad that you took over because I was ready to quit and now I'm ready to go buy more properties. Yeah, that's that was the first thing I was thinking of. We can talk a lot about discouragement, but like go back to our Building Your Empire podcast with the Setons. Mm. They did it themselves for a long time until we finally convinced them um, or whatever it may be. When we took over, it freed them up to go not be discouraged about the expenses and operations they they? were getting beat down but ever since then they've been getting excited and all they're focusing on is getting bigger you know get more properties get more properties get more properties and that goes into you can dilute discouragement you can dilute the negative say you're having continually having a negative thing at one property well get 10 more now it's one tenth of your problem Mm -hmm. or you know Yep, and it's one tenth of what's hitting your your cash flows and whatever. So, or mm-hmm. yep. buy nine more that don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, no, I love it. Um, all right, so we're gonna end with the most obvious emotion of all of them. Okay, the most obvious negative emotion, and and this we could really go in a whole bunch of different directions with this, and that's fear. There's a lot of fear involved in doing anything regarding investing, but especially investing in real estate. I do agree. Um, it's, it's the number one thing that stops people. It's the number one roadblock, um, fear of not knowing, you know, I'd I'd say fear and lack of knowledge is a lot of times because fear of like, so you have the money to do it, but you're too scared to put, you know, put this money somewhere else. So you're going to let it sit in a bank account because it's a, it's a little more liquid than if it is, goes towards a house and you're going to fear you might need that money. Yeah. Well, you know, there's ways to leverage that property to get that money back. I mean, mm-hmm. you just have to know these things and you're always going to have fear. We have fear to this day when we invest, but you know, we have more confidence in fear. I think that's it's like a it's like a confidence fear schedule. The more scared you get, find a way to get more confident about it. <laughs> Don't yeah, lie is, to yourself too much, but yeah, no, isn't isn't fear just our natural um, way of of protecting ourselves from our life experiences or the unknown? Like you said, it's either the unknown or you do know, and you're trying to protect yourself from from something yeah, that, that think, you've had happen in the past. I think it's the exact thing that helps people move forward, is because. I think the more fear that you have at the beginning, like we recently did a new type of investing. So the more fearful you are at the beginning, the more it turns out to work in the end. The more it turns into excitement. The more it turns into started. confidence to do it the next time. Yep. You know, so I think the more fear you have at the front end when it works, it gives you more, yeah, more, more confidence. So it works both ways. Yep. So especially yep. like if you have more fear and it doesn't work, that makes you a lot more discouraged on the back end. Mm, so, yep. So I, fear can turn into excitement or discouragement. Yeah. I actually Look thought you. you were going to say the the biggest one that we almost mentioned there was personal attachment. Mm. 
because so often does investing we've talked about come from living in a home, moving and keeping it as a rental. So like what we were just talking about, my wife's point, my wife's emotions in relation to our first rental, a lot, all of it pretty much comes from the fact that that was also our first home. Mm -hmm. That was also our first home that we put, you know, blood, sweat and tears in into renovating. And you do a lot of the things that we've talked about you doing on the front end to, to start building your empire. We did in that home and that those emotions wouldn't exist in a home I just bought and she never really saw and, you know, has right. no personal attachment right. to. But when a tenant breaks the cabinet that she redid the handles on or like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, there yep. is that personal attachment. And I, I tell her, I tell our clients, it's not your home. It's your, it's your investment. It's your asset, but it's not your home. Yeah. yeah, it's your it's your it's your house. Yep, it's not your home. Um, what a great point, Kyle. I am, am I'm disappointed that I didn't add that to our list now because <laughs> you're right. That is a that is a really obvious um, emotion and human side of all this. So, well, I don't know. What do you think about that discussion, Kyle? You think that's going to be helpful to people? Yeah. No, I think getting it, that getting those emotions I think out of the it's way. Important. I think it'll be helpful in the fact that we acknowledge that they all exist and probably at all stages. Yeah. So they don't feel. Like it's just you or it's just these things are just you holding you back. A lot of people try to leave factors out of the equation, but just be confident, make sure you have all the factors and then execute. You know, if you're sure that one plus one plus one equals three, then go ahead. Yeah, then do it. Then do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I want to say I want to kind of go go back to fear a little bit. And I just want to say fear is normal and it's natural and and there's nothing wrong with fear. We, we, we portrayed this as being negative, and it's not really a negative emotion. It's a natural emotion that you should have some level of fear. You should be questioning to some degree, am I doing the right thing? Is this what I should be doing? Does this point me toward my goals? But really, that's the, that's the point, is knowing what you want out of life, knowing what's important to you in life, right? And... And why you're doing it. And that's why we started this com this podcast with, you know, the big picture reason to invest in real estate was to remind everyone, here is the financial, the big picture financial reasons. But you know what's bigger than that is why do you do it, Kyle? Mm -hmm. Like, why do you do it for your family, for your faith, right? For your whatever the reason is. Maybe... Maybe you work for uh, a charity and, you know, it drives you to, to invest for, for, to make money for that charity or for your future generations or because I have a life experience of poverty that I want to get out of or I have a life experience of wealth that I don't want to lose, right? And, and I'm afraid I'm going to lose it or whatever that is. Like everybody's different. Everybody's got different motivations. But fear comes out of all of it, no matter who they are and no matter how far along in this process they are. Yeah, I mean, it's the human side of success. I mean, they're, name me something, any business, any 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 aspect of life where the, the people who come out on top aren't the ones that are overcoming that emotion. That's right. If they, if they didn't have that emotion, they probably wouldn't be there, right? No. Like, you have to almost have to have that, that, that emotion in order to get to push you and drive you fear drives you well it's great it's good and like it's it's something that's overcome but it's also something that you just to measure you know because like, mm -hmm. if you don't yep. have any fear in some aspects you might be you, eventually you you're gonna jump you're gonna jump the wrong way you know like 
So like if you think you're always right in your investing mm-hmm. decisions and every deal that you put your hands on is going to work out, then all right, maybe you don't have enough fear um, in looking at the numbers and all that stuff. That's people, exactly people right. People can use confidence to overstep things. So What a great point. What a good conversation, Kyle. I, I hope, you know, we really, I really wanted to step back with this, Kyle, and I hope that we didn't get too psychological with people because it's not like, you know, we're not counselors or anything, but we just really wanted to look at, at and, and acknowledge, like you said, acknowledge the human emotions that are involved in all this so that while we sit here every week and talk about these things, it feels like sometimes I feel like we disregard that, right? Sometimes I feel like everyone's supposed to just listen to us and, and maybe get something out of it, get a piece of whatever we say out of it and, and maybe act on it. But there are human emotions that go with all yeah, of like, this. They're like, always oh, there. You don't understand this or, oh yeah, you don't, you don't understand how discouraging it is or how disappointing right. it is exactly. or whatever. You don't have this experience I have or, or you have too much experience, you know, like these things we understand. And have we listed anything here that you haven't felt regarding investing in real estate? No. I mean, I mean, to the nth degree, right? We've, we've, we go all day about the emotions you can have <laughs> in real estate. So, yeah, <laughs> but well, thank you all for tuning into this. Um, if you want to, talk about how to overcome these things or or just get to executing you know we call us nike we'll tell you just do it <laughs> just um, do give it. us a call 817-818-9039 shoot us an email at show me the money at we thank you for tuning in we out <laughs>